It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Tuesday morning here at Wax, glad to have you along as we've got lots of chores to do on the farm show. Bob and Joe with you this morning and You've been busy. You're having calves at home. How many calves you got on the ground now? We've got four calves already. We had a new one yesterday. How many more you got to calve? <laughs> 59. <laughs> so you're getting a good start on it. Yeah. Well, they're doing really well. We've got buildings that they can go in, and moms are doing a really good job this year so far. Ah, that's good. Yeah, this, you're going to calve this early. You better have buildings that they can go in. That's for sure. Because we look at our weather, and it is up and down. Again, a Forecast for 40s today by Friday, probably won't get out of the teens, and maybe a little snow in between. Not good cabin weather, unless you do have buildings to take a look at. Other news we'll take a look at include the fact that uh, yields are in as far as the crop is concerned. Gas price, man, oh man, oh man. You don't want to drive. I mean, this is going to be like, remember a couple years ago when COVID hit and everybody stayed home? Yeah, and then when, well, and even before that, I remember filling up my pickup, and it would get to the max, and it would stop. So I couldn't even fill up the truck. It was too expensive. I know. It's not a good situation we've got going on right now with what Putin is doing over there in Ukraine. Hopefully, you know, everybody's chastising Senator Lindsey Graham for what he said, but it's true. Removal is probably the uh, easiest thing. For getting this over with, removal of Putin, but I don't know. It's a sad situation around the world when somebody can do what he's doing to a to a country that has been independent. But anyway, that's uh, hopefully something that will get resolved because the repercussions, as we see in the markets, in the uh, fuel markets, uh, just in a whole lot of things. How many refugees are these European countries going to take before they start pushing back? So, uh, and it all affects agriculture. As uh, we go forward, well, let's go forward by taking a look at our weather forecast. And our weather this morning, as always, brought to you by Marquardt Motors. And Marquardt Motors would like to thank their valued and loyal customers, their hardworking employees, and the surrounding community for making Marquardt Motors the largest General Motors dealership in the state of Wisconsin. Well, today we should get into the low 40s, mostly sunny early, and then it'll cloud up later on. We'll get into the teens uh, overnight only in the old, old, maybe mid-20s tomorrow. Same thing on Thursday. Friday probably won't get out of the teens and then starting to warm up a little bit over the weekend. By Sunday, the high should be, oh, upper 30s. Of course, don't forget Saturday night, Sunday, we turn our clocks ahead. It's time to spring forward. Cool spot right now is Medford at 10. Wausau's at 15. So is Marshfield this morning. Here in Eau Claire, we're 19 degrees. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, oh, we're in the upper teens to, uh, well, most folks are on here in the teens. Donald Lacrosse is 23, Milwaukee is 24. We should get low 40s in many areas today. Sunny early and then cloudy later on. Only in the 20s tomorrow. Uh, they didn't get rained out in Madison yesterday. They got about four inches plus of snow down to the south. We really didn't get anything around here. 
So uh, they are white down there at least for a while, maybe until the next rain comes and washes it away. But right now, they're white down that way. Nice day here. We're going to get to about 40. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. Here's some news. NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. It appears progress is being made as the war in Ukraine nears its second week. Russia has reportedly offered to pause its attack on five cities so more people can escape. No word if that will happen after a third round of talks ended without a breakthrough. Meanwhile, Ukraine's president has posted a video on Facebook from his office saying he wasn't in hiding or afraid of anyone. President Biden is considering easing sanctions on Venezuela to bring relief at the pump. Officials went there over the weekend for talks as gas prices skyrocket amid sanctions following the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Venezuela is a major oil producer and most of its oil exports went to the U.S. before sanctions were imposed in 2019. Des Moines police are investigating Monday afternoon's shooting outside of East High School. Des Moines Police Sergeant Paul Perizic. There were three apparent teenagers, all with gunshot injury. Fire medics were able to get them to the local trauma centers very quickly. Unfortunately, one of them has died. The three teens were shot on school property from a passing vehicle. Bill Cosby will remain a free man after the Supreme Court on Monday upheld an opinion by Pennsylvania's highest court that overturned his sexual assault conviction. The comedian was convicted in 2018 of drugging and sexually assaulting Andrea Constant in his Pennsylvania home back in 2004. The attorney for Constance said in a statement, the U.S. Supreme Court's decision not to hear the case is an unfortunate outcome for everyone, especially survivors of sexual assault. That's Stephanie Gosk. Cosby was initially sentenced to three to ten years in state prison. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, weather not too bad. We're into March. We expect temperatures should be getting to the 40s and 50s and that's where we'll get today, low 40s. Now, it'll be mostly sunny early, and then it'll cloud up. Maybe even spit a few flurries overnight, but nothing that's going to amount to much. Partly sunny tomorrow, 23, and uh, same thing on Thursday with a high of 21. Then cooling off, looks like the coldest day of the week is going to be Friday. Probably won't get out of the teens. Then warming up on Sunday, into or Saturday, rather, into the 20s. And about 39 on Sunday. Medford's 10, Rice Lake 17, Wausau Marshfield at 15, Green Bay's checking at 18 this morning, Madison Sun Prairie, very cool 17 this morning, La Crosse is 23, it's 24 in Milwaukee, and right now it's about 19 degrees here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our early morning look at the markets as it's about seven minutes after five o'clock now. And Jill, what do the livestock cash numbers look like? 
Choice fed beef steers are 130 to 146 with mix coming in at 120 to 129. Choice fed beef heifers are 130 to 146 with mixed at 112 to 129. Choice fed Holstein steers are 115 to 137 with selects at 86 to 114. Cows are 55 to 73 with a top of 96. Bulls are 73 to 104. Butcher hogs are 62 to 73. Sows are 56 to 70 and a half with boars at 20 to 28. New crop market lambs are $2 to 225. Old crop market lambs are one thirty to two dollars. Feeder lambs are one eighty to three fifty. And at the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures, cattle prices were higher at the close yesterday. Hogs were lower. April live cattle one thirty seven ninety up to twelve. June one thirty three ninety two up a dollar forty. August live cattle one thirty five thirty up a dollar fifteen. In October at one forty two ninety five up a dollar thirty two. Feeder cattle, the April contract one fifty nine sixty seven. That was up two forty two. May at one sixty four ninety up two fifty five. August at one seventy eight ten up two dollars. And September at one eighty one twelve up one eighty seven. Lean hog carcass contracts were lower, closing for April at a dollar point two seven. That's down seventeen. May one oh five oh seven down sixty seven. June hogs one eleven even. That's down seventy five. And July at one oh nine eighty five down eighty five. And the Board of Trade continues to be volatile with this Ukraine situation with ports closing. They can't get crops out. No sunflower exports. Wheat limit up six straight days, although it did come back a little bit overnight. But again, up and down markets as uh, traders are trying to get rid of their, their short coverings. So it's a volatile market. As we look at July contracts this morning out to July, We've got July corn down a dime overnight at seven sixteen. The oats up four to five at five ninety. The wheat down three at eleven eighty nine. July soybeans up eighteen cents at sixteen fifty two, and soybean meal up five forty a ton at four hundred fifty six dollars and eighty cents. Dairy markets were higher again yesterday. Barrel cheese up five and three quarters, two o two and three quarters. The blocks up a cent and a quarter at two sixteen and a quarter. Butter. Up three and three quarters at two seventy two and a quarter. Class three for March up six at twenty two sixty one. April up twenty nine at twenty three ninety seven. May twenty four dollar milk. May class three twenty four ten. That's up forty eight cents. June up forty seven at twenty three ninety one. And July up thirty four at twenty three sixty nine. Prices higher at least out through next January. So that's where the markets are this morning. Courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance, almost 10 minutes after 5. Again, we got about 19 degrees. We'll get about 41 today, starting out sunny and then clouding up as the day goes along. Keep it at Rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're not going to be doing any planting anytime soon, but it's on our mind what our plans are for the cropping season 2022 alfalfa. Stand establishment is something that around our part of the country is very, very important. We're going to talk about that once again with our expert, Don Miller, who is Director of Product Development with Alpharex. And Don, I guess it's uh, time for some tips reviewing the basics in alfalfa stand establishment. What do we start with? Looking at the, the crop we had on the land last year, or what's your what's your advice? Yeah, you know, we want to... You know, if you are needing some more alfalfa uh, and uh, on your farm, uh, I think the first thing you need to look at is uh, pick out a good variety. 
and uh, one that has uh, the adequate fall dormancy and winter survival for your area and good pest resistance, uh, phantomyces resistance, or whatever pests are giving you a problem uh, in, in the past uh, at your location. But start out with a good variety, and then also uh, pick the, the piece of ground that you're going to use, uh, a well-drained soil uh, uh, has a little bit less uh, disease problems, and so if you could do that. And then also look at the previous crop, the herbicides that you used on that previous crop. Is there any uh, carryover that might be an issue uh, when you're starting to plant that new field of alfalfa? As we look at it, you mentioned a fan of myoses, and that's uh, something that rears its ugly head. But genetics, breeding, it's improved. We don't hear so much about things like phytophthora root rot anymore. We... I know it can still be there, but genetics can provide a, a real, I guess, a real advantage if we take advantage and take a close look at our land, our soils, our history, and what the new genetics provide, right? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm spent my whole career as an alfalfa breeder, and, and alfalfa has come a long ways, and, and that is some genetic uh, protection that's built into that uh, variety, and uh, really, uh, you know, we've come a long way, like you said, on phytophthora and once we got resistance to phytophthora, then we found out that there were some other uh, diseases out there limiting production. And so we, we had to look at those. But, yeah, these new varieties have a lot more advantages and protection as far as uh, uh, allowing more stand uh, persistence. And, and so when we do come in the, in the spring, just make sure that you uh, uh, do a good seedbed. Uh, we want uh, uh, you know firm seedbed. Uh, uh, check the pH and the fertility levels uh, before you plant. Um, you know that firm seed bed is one of the things that uh, I really want to emphasize because a lot of times uh, people uh, uh, plant their alfalfa, they, they buy that seed, and then they go out there and they don't have the proper seed bed. And, and when you walk across that field, if it is a firm seed bed, you shouldn't sink any deeper than the soles of your your shoe. Uh, we don't want to plant any deeper than uh, uh, you know a half inch. Uh, maybe sandy soil is a little bit more leeway, but that quarter to a half inch uh, depth. Go out there and make sure. Uh, you're at that depth. Uh, a lot of the complaints I, I get, well, my alfalfa didn't come up. Well, uh, a lot of times when we check, it's just been planted too deep. So that, that seed bed preparation and, and depth of the seed is uh, really important. And, and make sure you plant enough seed. Uh, don't go light. Uh, you know, uh, Take that good variety and, and plant an adequate amount of seed, 18 to 25 pounds, uh, you know, a good a uh, stand of alfalfa eliminates a lot of weeds, and if you are using a drill, um, you know, uh, get those uh, settings as narrow as possible, and if you are broadcast, you probably need 10 to 20% more uh, uh, seed um, because you're broadcasting versus drilling. Good advice, as always, from our guest, the expert, Don Miller, Director of Product Development with Alpharex. We're not going to be seeding alfalfa yet, but uh, when you're good to go, Follow Don's recommendations, and uh, you'll have a lot better stand, and uh, the cows and you will all be happier. Don Miller with us once again, Director of Product Development with Alpharax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And a double check of our weather shows that right now we're about 18 degrees, cooled off a degree or so. But we're still going to get low 40s today, and the day will start out sunny early and then clouding up later on. Jill, what's going on in farm news? The 2021 corn and soybean yields have now been reported. Wisconsin's state average for corn for grain was 180 bushels per acre. Lafayette led all counties with an average yield of 210.9 bushels an acre. 
Nine other counties averaged over 190 bushels an acre. Dane County produced the most corn for grain with 26.3 million bushels. Five other counties produced more than 20 million bushels of corn for grain this last year. Wisconsin's state average for soybean yields was 55 bushels an acre last year. Seven counties had a yield of at least 60 bushels per acre, with Lafayette having the highest average of 63.5 bushels per acre. Dane County led the state in soybean production with 5.38 million bushels harvested on yields of 62.9 bushels an acre. Dodge, Grant, and Iowa counties also had bean yields of over 60 bushels each acre. The Wisconsin FFA Foundation has a new leader. Abigail Quinlan began working for the Wisconsin FFA Foundation earlier this month as executive director. She will manage the foundation's financial health and donor relationships and act as the main liaison with the board of directors and staff. Quinlan was raised on a farm in southern Wisconsin. She brings years of experience in leadership roles in nonprofit organizations, along with marketing and fund development expertise with her to her new position. And taking a look at some of the numbers, uh, the uh, crop report of the yields for this past year, corn in our area, Dunn County uh, did the best, 190.4 bushels an acre, and that's up about 20 bushels an acre from 2020. Barron County, 169.1. Chippewa County was at uh, 170.3. Polk County was 159.8. Russ County, 161.4. Clark County had corn yields averaging 162.7. That's down five bushels an acre from a year ago. Marathon County had yields of 156.7 bushels, but that's up about 20 bushels an acre from 2020. Price County, 126.8. That was up a little. Taylor County, 174.3. And uh, Buffalo County, 170.3 bushels per acre, just about the same as the year before. In Eau Claire County, corn yields were 177.9. That uh, was up about oh, nine bushels an acre. Jackson County, 178.2. In Monroe County, corn yields 146.3, down about eight bushels an acre. Pepin County, 176.8. That was up about eight. Pierce County, 185.9. That was down, uh, well, less than a bushel. St. Croix, 171.7. That was down 11. And in Trumpelo County, 2021 corn yields, 164.9. That was up about three bushels an acre. So that's the trend around our part of the country. And coming up, we're going to talk about the Innovation Hub. What's going on with that next here on WAC? Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Industries are changing all the time. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. Stephanie had the opportunity to get an update from the Dairy Innovation Hub on what they're working on. That's right, Jill. And whether you are a dairyman, a farm broadcaster, or a lawmaker in Madison, your eyes are on the UW Dairy Innovation Hub and how those three universities involved are spending money. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Today, we're going to focus in on UW Platteville. Their Dairy Innovation Hub liaison, Tara Montgomery, gives me an update on how the campus is utilizing 
those hub dollars. She says it includes faculty hires, research projects, technology, and even ice cream. Well, we're looking at hiring a new faculty member. So we've hired three so far. Um, and in each of the areas that we've hired, we have, it's, it's been a, an area that we've been interested in for a long time. And going forward with our new faculty hire, we're looking at dairy business development. So as we're creating Pioneer Suites and as we're developing our Pioneer, or excuse me, our dairy plant out at Pioneer Farm, we want somebody that can come in and help the industry see, okay, what would it take for them to be able to create something similar? Or what are some of the interesting ideas that people have? What else can we do with milk? And I think that's the other thing that we're really excited about is because at Platteville, we're fairly small, relatively speaking. We have engaged folks from all across campus, political science, sociology, um, engineering. We're looking at working with our human health and um, human Sorry, health and human performance <laughs> faculty members. Um, they want to, you know, serve chocolate milk to our athletes and, and see what that does. There's so much research that still needs to be done in those areas. So it's kind of exciting that it's not just animal and dairy science faculty. It's not just food science faculty. It's everybody on campus is excited about what the Dairy Innovation Hub means for um, projects. And mo- most of our students are rural. So whether they came from a farm or their grandparents came from a farm or whatever. It's it's part of who they are. Um, and we want to make sure that our rural communities are staying thriving. And dairy industry is a big part of that. Yeah. And, you know, you've also made some improvements on the dairy side, um, bringing in new equipment and bringing in, again, the robotic milkers. Um, give me a rundown on that action. So we, um, back in... It was before I got here, but in 2006, we had our new barn start up and we had robots there. So we were the only university that had robots um, in terms of the UW schools, and we were very excited about that. Um, And we had some challenges with those robots, and so they had to be shut down within just a couple of years. And then we just didn't have it running for a while. And that caused some real strain on our parlor, which was not designed to have our whole herd of milk through it. And so then uh, once the Dairy Innovation Hub came along and we had researchers that were really interested in that kind of technology, we decided it was time to reinvest. And so last year, uh, it's hard to say last year already, but in June of 2021, we milked our first cows through the robots. We have two Lely A5 astronauts and it's amazing. It's really cool. It's great student learning experience, but also to be able to have folks come from the community, especially folks who aren't familiar with the dairy industry or aren't really sure what does it mean for a robot to milk a cow. They have something in their head, what that means, but then to actually see it and to see how calm the cows are and how excited they are to come through the machine um, and then to see the data come flowing. It's just really, really fascinating. So we've had some partnerships with um, our new major in cybersecurity and our new major in data science who are super excited to bring their students out to the farm and say, what are we going to do to help the dairy industry when it comes to cybersecurity and data science? Um, And then the other fascinating thing is to be able to pull individual cow's milk to be able to do something specific with that. So we feed her an individual diet, pull her milk after she's come through the robot, and maybe make a specialty cheese, you know, Bessie's specialty cheese or something like that. Those are the kinds of things that we're looking forward to doing that hopefully is going to be a unique opportunity for our students um, and the community. I want to know specifically what the new faculty hires will be working on. So um, two years ago, when we first got up and running, we did our first Zoom interviews, you know, so we went through the pandemic and we said, we still want to hire these faculty, the Innovation Hub 
funding was brand new. Um, we put all, all of this money and all of these ideas, and then all of a sudden the pandemic hit, and we decided to push through. And so we hired a faculty member in ruminant nutrition. And so Dr. Ryan Prowley, he is working with the robots, and he's also working with um, transition cows, so looking at how we can do a better job of feeding our transition cows so that they're healthier as they come into lactation and make it through their entire lactation. Um, and then we hired Dr. Joe Sanford, who is an agriculture and biological um, systems engineer. We've never had one of those on campus as a faculty member. And so he's looking at wastewater management. He's looking at adding biochar to our systems um, and just doing really exciting work from the land and water stewardship um, perspective. And then we hired our first dairy food scientist this last year. Dr. Zifan Wan is looking at um, value-added products, and she's also looking at um, non-thermal cold plasma processing. <laughs> so being able to try to figure out how to keep our food safer for longer without having to necessarily always use heat-treated technologies. So these updates, these new faculty hires, these new research projects, is this something that have you seen it attract grad students or do you think it's attracting undergrads? I think it is um, attracting some undergrads. I think this, the new things that we're doing, part of it, it's always interesting. You get all these ideas and that attracts interest. So we had some ideas previous to us you know, having the Dairy Innovation Hub be able to come to fruition. Being in those conversations, we said whether the DIH happens or not, we're going to move forward with some of these things. And then that just got everybody excited, especially in the legislature, that we were going to be doing something, that the state was not just sitting on its laurels. We were going to actually move forward regardless. But this funding has been transformative. I mean, it is amazing what more we can do with the funding, especially as we look at students from across campus. Because now suddenly we have students who are looking at the dairy industry as a real possibility. Before they were like, well, you know, I'm not sure if I want to stay at home. I don't know if I want to stay rural. And then suddenly they realize that they can be an engineer at a cheese factory, stay wherever home is for them, and still make a, a difference in their community. And I think that that's probably one of the things that's been the most exciting. We haven't necessarily gained a lot of dairy science students. However, we've gained a lot of interest in the dairy industry from students from across campus, and that's starting to make a difference because those research projects are making a difference in ways that I didn't even know existed when we first started. And again, the Dairy Innovation Hub, making a difference in dairy at our Wisconsin universities. 29 minutes after 5 o'clock, we're going to take a look at some of our local news coming up. Morgan's going to join us as we get to about 18 degrees, maybe 41 today, sunny early, and then clouding up later on. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And if you want to set your Timex right about now, 5.30 in the morning. And uh, we know you've got your dial set right because you got it on Wax 104.5. We're going to get some news now. The melodic tunes... Of Morgan is going to join us right now. I can't compete with those golden pipes sitting across <laughs> from me, Bob. That's all you. Oh, I don't think so. But uh, again, <laughs> we're getting close. You got uh, what are you going to do this weekend? This weekend, 
It's Tuesday. I got plans, well, pretty much locked up for the rest of the foreseeable future. It was my daughter's in sports. Oh, so well, that's a good thing. It is. She's going from basketball to a bump set spike and starting volleyball. So we'll be doing that. But I'll tell you what I did last weekend. Uh-oh. I strapped on a pair of roller skates did for one really? of my niece's birthday parties in Rice Lake at uh, Skate City there. So I tested my How'd own. <laughs> I'm slow. I'm slow <laughs> walking today. It, it went on the ground quite often, more than upright. You know, I did that uh, last year. I put on a pair of ice skates. Ooh. My neighbors, you know, everybody has got hockey now. My neighbor's got a, a nice, he made his own homemade rink in the backyard. Yeah. So I said, I'm going to go over there. I took a chair over and sat on the side, put my ice skates on, and I went and proceeded to clean the ice off nicely with about, about a 50-yard <laughs> spill, and I slid all the way. Like a starfish. Oh, that ice hits you in a hurry nowadays. It, well, I tell you. It used to go down pretty easy, but now, boy, that ice is hard. It's the same in roller rinks. I can attest <laughs> to that, right? It's no softer than the ice. Uh, all right. Well, what's going on in the news? Well, roll through some of those headlines. Good morning. It brings us and stays here in our state, and as expected, Governor Tony Evers rode into Menominee yesterday with a message, and that involves some state coronavirus stimulus money. And also, while Governor Evers was in Menominee at City Hall, talked about $92 million that is available as part of Wisconsin's Help for Homeowners program. Now, that's a program that gives qualifying homeowners up to $40,000 in assistance to pay for late mortgage payments or overdue bills. If you want more information or see if you maybe qualify, we make those clicks easy at 715newsroom.com. We go to Lacrosse, where there's now a reward for information that helps the family of a missing student find him. Hamoud Fowles' family is offering $15,000 to anyone who can help find him. He's been missing for about three weeks. Police say he was last seen Sunday, February 20th, after leaving a bar by himself. No one has heard from him since. His family is from the Sun Prairie area. Pictures online and more info can always find at 715newsroom.com. A peek into public health shows us that there are now coronavirus cases and hospitalizations continuing that downward trend. In fact, fewer than 400 people in the hospital with coronavirus right now in the state as those numbers continue to go down. Numbers that don't continue to go down, though, as you've probably noticed, you're pinching pennies at the pump. And now that plump at the pump continues. Overall, regular gas here in our state is hanging out at just below $4. Places in California are well over 5 here in our state. It's about a 50% increase in just the past week as we continue to follow that. And if you are following somebody that has uh, personalized plates, part of the fun is trying to figure out what they mean, right? Well, in North Carolina, it might be a little bit of a head scratcher as you try to put together this one. Asheville resident Carly Cindy says when she applied for a license plate for her pickup truck reading F-A-R-T last year, she was pretty surprised when it was actually approved. She talked about it on the Jimmy Kimmel Live show last week. I submitted it, and then much to my surprise, a couple weeks later, it went out to the mailbox, and there it was. I was so excited. But the North Carolina DMV had a change of heart recently, telling her some complaints have been made against the plate. They asked Cindy for a reason why she should be allowed to keep it. Cindy had a reason ready, telling the agency she's created a group using the acronym FART, Friends of Asheville Recreational Trails, which now has a website and merch for sale. I'm Scott Carr. I was thinking, Bob, you and Jill might uh, get shirts that say Farm and Research Team. You could do similar acronym for that. Oh, we should. You know, there are some real clever ones when you drive around. Yeah. You really do start laughing when you think of what some people have on their license plates. My dad has one of those, and I'll out him. His always say Highway PE, and everybody has a head scratcher. Well, because he designs roads, so he's a professional engineer. Yep. But his bumper sticker growing up, I think, echoes it better. It said, as a matter of fact, I do own the road, and he 
drives like he thinks he does. So I'll out him on that. He designs it. He can roll on them. Right. Yeah, don't egg him on, Bob. Oh, I think he's got a good idea. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Anytime, Bob. There goes Morgan over in the newsroom this morning. Well, what about our weather? Let's find out because Mike Dandry is over at Skywarn 13. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. How are we doing this morning? Good, good. Well, it looks like March is having a tough time stabilizing itself here. What's going on? Well, I mean, today is going to be a bit of an average-looking day, at least to start, and then, uh, well, as you said, it's going to really struggle to stabilize itself because this morning, we'll start off with plenty of sunshine and really warm temperatures, too. We have southwesterly winds that'll allow us to warm up into the low 40s, but then a cold front moves through. It'll bring some cloud cover throughout the afternoon, and into the evening, we'll maintain those mostly cloudy conditions, with lows dipping back into the mid-teens. Now for tomorrow, looking like it's going to be pretty cold out there with uh, partly to mostly cloudy conditions and temperatures barely escaping the teens, only topping out in about the low to mid-20s. By tomorrow night, we'll maintain mostly cloudy conditions yet again, but our temperatures dipping back into the single digits. You can almost say we're getting into another deep freeze here. Thursday, mostly sunny, but that sun's not really going to do too much for us because our highs, again, only topping out in the low 20s for the most part. Clouds do clear up by Thursday night, but lows again back into the single digits. Friday looking like we'll have some highs again in the low 20s. We'll be breezy too, so wind chill is definitely going to be a factor. And by Friday night, we'll be uh, dangerously close to that zero degree mark with lows in the low single digits with partly cloudy skies. Right now in Eau Claire, looking at mostly clear conditions, temperature of 18 degrees. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Mike Dandria. But no minus signs in front of those overnight temperatures. You could say that that's a plus literally and figuratively, Bob. <laughs> I will take anything I can get right now. That's true. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Mike Dandria over at Skywarn 13 this morning with our look at the weather. Brought to you by Premier Livestock and Auctions in Withy. Premier Livestock in Withy is having their dairy cattle auction on Wednesday, March 6th at 11 a.m. Expecting 500 head of dairy cattle featuring 25 supreme fresh dairy Holstein cows. Parlor freestall adapted. Milking 85 to 115 pounds on two times a day milking. All fresh two to four year old cows from Chamberlain Dairy. Several other loads of top fresh cows and a tremendous Tremendous run of Holstein springing heifers. Also, a complete herd dispersal of 300 plus head of Holstein parlor freestyle cows selling due to partial barn collapse. Includes over 100 springing cows and heifers. Tons of young, fancy cows in this herd coming from Basil Dairy in Minnesota, plus a whole lot more. You can bid on site or online at cattleusa.com. For more information, call the guys at 715 229 2500 or check them out at Premier Livestock and Auctions.com. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Just about anything you're looking for around the farm, you can find at Arcadia Farm and Home in Arcadia. And that includes Alpha Rex Alfalfa Seed. Kylan Gomez is with us now. And Kylan, how long have uh, you guys down there at Arcadia Farm and Home been handling Alpha Rex? So we've been a dealer for over 20 years. Uh, my dad was a dealer before I was. And uh, so it's been, it's been a long, long time. One of the farmers said, 20 years, you had to get some feedback over the success they had with Alpha Rex Alfalfa. What do they like about it? They love the product. They love the quality of it. They love how it comes back year after year. We've just It's just been a, a really, really good line for us. And as you look at the selection this year, the seed line has kind of expanded a little bit with some new varieties, too, hasn't it? 
Yeah, they are always working on new varieties based on how you're going to be using the product. They try to meet your needs, and they just do a really great job. And I would assume the supply is going to be adequate for the different varieties that you can offer there at Arcadia Farm and Home? Supply is going to be good on alfalfa this year. We've had no indication of, of there being shortages on it at all. Obviously, for the best pricing, you know, the sooner you do buy it, the better you're going to be. And, of course, Arcadia Farm and Home, as we said, has just about anything you want down there. Give us an idea of uh, the coverage of products and services you've got at Arcadia Farm and Home besides the Alpharex seeds. So we do a full line of hardware, plumbing. We have a clothing line. Um, and we even do some, some car repair down here. So we do a little little bit of everything. Boy, I guess so. So if you need Alpharex seed or need to fix your stool in the bathroom or update your car a little bit, do it with uh, the folks at Arcadia Farm and Home. Colin, Happy New Year. Have a good 2022. Yep, same to you, Bob. All right, Colin Gomez with Arcadia Farm and Home, another Alpharex seed dealer in our area. For those who work in acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're going to get to markets here in just a few minutes. We're about 17 minutes before 6 o'clock here at Wax. Again, 18 degrees. Get up to about 40, 41 today. Sunny early and then uh, later on it's going to cloud up. And of course, uh, if you're traveling, boy, do it efficiently. Gas prices aren't getting any better, are they, Joe? They are not. But will we see any relief price at the gas pumps? The Renewable Fuels Association, American Farm Bureau Federation, Growth Energy, National Corn Growers Association, National Farmers Union, and National Sorghum Producers have joined together to write a letter to the White House. These biofuel and ag leaders want the government to restore year-round sales of E15 fuel in an effort to ease the influence of oil market disruptions, which are leading to rising gas prices caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Oil prices are likely to keep going up because of the sanctions forced upon Russia, causing the gas prices at the pump to go out even higher and taking more money out of consumers' pockets. Ethanol is currently priced 70 to 80 cents a gallon lower than gasoline, meaning less money needed to fill up at the pump. Those groups also say other ways that expanding the volume of American-made ethanol in the U.S. fuel supply will benefit the country is by increasing U.S. energy security and independence, reducing emissions, and supporting Americans' farmers and rural economies. All right. 18, will it happen, though? We'll wait and see. 18 degrees right now, going to about 41 today. We've got some markets to get to. We'll do it next here on Wax, almost a quarter to six. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's about 15 minutes before 6 o'clock. Let's hear from Scott Herman and Sparta Equity. Slaughter cow market was steady today with 20% of the cows, 70 to 88, 50. 60% of cows sold 55 to 70. And 20% of the cows sold 54 and down. The organic cows were strong with most cows 95 to 117. Thinner small cows, 60 to 90, and one organic heifer brought 118. Slaughter bulls were steady with the high yielding bulls, 90 to 103.50. Your canner and utility bulls, 89 and down. Fed cattle were steady with no test on the beef today. Choice overnight beef steers and heifers, 140 to 148, no test. Select to choice beef steers and heifers, 120 to 140 with no test. 
Your choice dairy cross steers and heifers, 120 to 130 with no test. Your choice overnight Holstein steers were 123 to 130. Your choice Holstein steers, 110 to 120. And the standard to select steers and heifers and heavyweight steers, 107 and down. Replacement calves were steady today with the top Holstein bull calves, 70 to 185. Your Holstein heifer calves, 10 to 50. And the beef calves, 150 to 290. Thank you. This has been Scott Herman with your Sparta Equity Market Report for Monday, March 7th. Have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Ah, you know, warm weather can't be far away. We're starting to talk about the fairs and all the activities going on this summer. Looking forward to that. We're also looking forward to finding out what's going on over at the Equity Stratford Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Bob, and a very good morning to you and Jill. Uh, yeah, very busy day on tap here at Stratford today, but uh, uh, listening to that promo about the fair, it sure would be nice we get a little fair weather. <laughs> yeah, well, it's only March, and the fair isn't until August, so we got time. Hey, you want to tell us about Stratford? What's going on so far over there? I sure do, Bob. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. A summary from yesterday, Monday, here at Equity Stratford. Uh, market call auction yesterday. Call cows continue to be on a very strong trend, high-yielding Holstein cows. Yesterday's auction, we're selling from 75 up to 85. Uh, most of the cows in yesterday's sale are selling from 60 to 74. Cows, lighter carcass cows, those are below 60. On the bull trade, uh, uh, better quality bulls this week so far, selling from 90 to 105. Lighter weight bulls below, uh, below 85. The calf market, a very strong market on the bull calves yesterday. Again, uh, 90 to 130 pound, good quality bull calves. 85 to 185, topping at 195. Calves continue to be very limited demand, very limited demand on those, 25 and below. Beef calves, very strong yesterday, 150 to 400, 445 top on these little black Angus calves. Unbelievable, but uh, good demand on those. But we have a busy day here today on tap in Stratford on Tuesday. Uh, we start at 10 o'clock this morning with the hay and straw auction. We've got a very good selection of hay again, folks, including small squares. We have a consignment of large square bales of oat straw, also several consignments of round Bales of first crop and second crop grass hay and baleage, but the big sale today will be at 11 o'clock with the dairy sale. Folks, if you're looking for some good quality dairy cattle, hope to see you at 11 o'clock today. Complete milking cows, spring and after dispersal, Hillwood M&E farm out of, coming out of Larson, Wisconsin. Uh, approximately 100 head altogether will sell. Complete herd dispersal, power freestyle adapted cows, AI bred. Sired, uh, lots of young cows. Most of the cows are just first and second lactation. A lot of cows milking 80 to 120 pounds, uh, some cows even over that. So, our catalog is available on your website, folks. Uh, for, uh, breakfast this morning, get the chores done, take a look at this catalog, come on down. Uh, just a very nice herd of cows for uh, for sale today. Again, that will start at 11 o'clock. And uh, don't forget, uh, also next Tuesday, we do have another uh, special dairy sale coming up. Complete herd dispersal also next Tuesday. But anyway, Bob, a very busy day on tap. Again, a very good opportunity to buy some top-quality cows today. And, uh, well, the weather cooperates. We get up to, what, 40, you said, huh? Yeah, about 40, 41 around the area. And then uh, cooling off Friday, the high is only going to be about 18. But then back to 39 or 40 on Sunday. And uh, don't forget to turn your clocks ahead Saturday night so you're not late for church. <laughs> the way things are going, like to set them ahead maybe two, three hours instead yeah. of just one, huh? That's for <laughs> sure. All right. Thanks, Jerry. Talk to you in the morning. You betcha. You guys have a nice day. Thank you. There he goes. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Bar. 
feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. More markets nine minutes before six o'clock. Let's go over to Tree Livestock in Thorpe. Michelle is up and at him and with us. Good morning, ma'am. How you doing? I'm doing well. Good morning, Bob. Well, Aaron Rodgers is uh, free. He broke up with his girlfriend. He might be making $50 million playing football this year. You think he'll have trouble finding another girlfriend? You know, <laughs> I have nothing to say. You got any, you got any <laughs> hanging around in Thorpe that might go for a $50 million uh, man? You know what? Here's the deal. The guy just drives me insane. I would never even recommend a girlfriend for him just because I cannot. There's something about the guy that just turns me. I just, I don't know. Well, you know, uh, and $50 million, that, that, <laughs> overcome, I mean, that, gonna, that can over, overcome an awful lot of faults. Can it? Can it? I don't know. Would I don't you, well, know. Would you like to try? <laughs> you know, Bob? I think I've learned enough about the guy that I'm just like, whatever. Oh, that's, I think most people are starting to get that way. So we'll see uh, how it turns out. He's got to make a decision. The Packers have to make a decision. And What, man, do, you want? Oh, what do you want him to do? You want him to stay or do you want him to go? I always wanted him to stay, but I'm getting to the point now where I'm getting like a lot of people that... Uh, Welcome to uh, my world, Bob. Well, I don't yes. say I want him to go. But he's starting to grind Listen, on me. He's starting to grind my gears. That's for sure. But you know what? He's not going to leave, and I'll tell you why. It's going to be too much, too much stress for him to go someplace and oh, try yeah. to live up to uh, a name. He can't do yeah. it. He can't do it anyplace else. So we're that's for sure. Stuck to it. We're stuck with him. Can we just get rid of him? <laughs> well, you're you're stuck. It's kind of like you being stuck with me two, three times a week, isn't it? Well, hey, I can handle that. <laughs> I know you can. So I'll let you go. Tell us what happened last night. All right, thank you, Bob. Summing up the sell from Monday, March 7th, at Tureen Livestock Market in the Slaughter Market. We had a top of 93 with a consignment by Mark Martin of Withy. 81% of the cows sold from 63 and above. Market cows were 74 to 85. Low yielding cows, 62 to 73. Thin and weak cows, 60 and lower. In the Holstein Steer Market, choice in prime, 118 to 128. Selects were 116 and down. Four beef type steers and heifers, choice 120 to 136. Selects were 118 and lower. In the bull market, high-yielding beef kits came in at 80 to a dollar, with the utilities at 78 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality hosting bull calves were from 85 to 195 dollars per head. We topped at 198 with a consignment by Marlin Horse of Thorpe. Lighter and lower quality calves, 30 dollars per head and down. Town hosting heifer calves were 10 to 35 dollars per head. Beefy beef cow calves 85 to 330 per head. In the hog market, there was no test on the butchers. Sows were 66 to 72 and a half. Boars were 28 and a half and down. Our next will be tomorrow, Wednesday the 9th. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. If you have any questions or you need trucking, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. Follow the Citroen Livestock, your family owned in every market. Have a great day. Yeah, well, at least $50 million. Stretch has got something to shoot for now. $50 million a year. <laughs> I don't know. You know, they say money can buy happiness. I don't think that if I was with Aaron Rodgers, there'd be an ounce of happiness. I'd be like, just let me go shopping every day. I don't want to be with this guy. Uh, we'll have separate bedrooms and uh, just give me the checkbook every and turn day. me loose. <laughs> hey, build me a house right next to your house. That's there what I go. need. There we go. All right. Well, now we understand how you feel. We appreciate that, and uh, we'll talk to you later this week. 
All right. You take care. There she goes. That's Michelle over Tree Livestock and Thorpe. And our market is brought to you by Synergy Co-op Board of Trade overnight. Looking at July contracts now and again with the upheaval in the Ukraine and what is disrupting in world markets. Wow, these markets are crazy. July. Let's move out to the July contract. Down a dime overnight on corn at 716. The oats up 4 to 5 at 590. Wheat down 3 at 1189. July soybeans up 18 at 1652. Meal up 540 a ton at 456.80. Country elevator prices. Doomers, Graham and Holman and Buck Country of Arcania. Corn is 660 with beans at 1609. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville locations. Corn is at six seventy six and beans are at sixteen oh nine. Hundred ETN screen. Golden plump corn six forty nine today at Baldwin, Elmwood, and Fall Creek, six forty eight on the corn, fifteen ninety on the beans. Durant is six forty six and fifteen ninety. Mondovi six fifty on the corn, fifteen ninety on the beans, and at Osseo six fifty three for corn, fifteen ninety for the beans, Stevens Point, fifteen eighty eight for soybeans. Elk Mound corn six fifty five, soybeans sixteen oh five, Sparta six sixty and fifteen ninety four. Ellsworth with corn 643, soybeans 1575, ethanol plants. Boyceville reporting corn price today 677, nothing for Stanley or Richmond. Barrel cheese up five and three quarters, 202 and three quarters. Blocks up a cent and a quarter, 216 and a quarter. Butter up three and three quarters, 272 and a quarter. Class three for March up six, 2261. April up 29 at 2397. May 2410 up 48. June 2391 up 47. July up 34 at 2369. Again, our weather forecast, a quick look at that, courtesy of Markwart Motors. Look for, uh, well, they're looking to hire a metal technician in their high-volume auto body shop. They offer a competitive salary with a generous benefit package. Apply in person or call markwartmotors.com. Today, 41 for the high, mostly sunny, early clouding up later on. We've got 18 right now. Tomorrow, 23, Thursday, 21, Friday. It's only going to get about 18. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.